What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode 146 of the Anthony Johnny's podcast. Today, I'm bringing on a guest to talk about some pretty deep spiritual concepts. Now, not to help you hide or to be a victim to life, but rather to help you access more of your divine power in hopes that it will help you create the life that you feel called to create here and now. So if you've ever wondered how to reconcile the world of spirituality with the practicality of being human, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anthony John Amix podcast, the one and only podcast designed to help you become unstoppable in life and business. My name is Anthony John Amix. My friends call me AJ. And my goal with this podcast is to help you remember who you truly are so you can maintain your center in the chaos, embody your potential, and unlock freedom in your life and business. That being said, let's get into today's show. All right, welcome back. Now, before I tell you about today's guest, I want to share with you how you can get access to some insanely great personal development training. It's all about how to rewire and transform your subconscious patterns in 90 days or less so you can embody your potential and unlock freedom in your life and business. And you can get immediate access to that training simply by going to trainingwithaj.com. There's no opt-in, nothing like that. Simply go to trainingwithaj.com if you want to learn how to take advantage of some unconventional wisdom to embody your potential and creating life on your terms. So with that being said, let me tell you about today's guest. So her name is Anna Noyce. She's an author, a teacher, a coach, and founder of the Light Language University. And as a child, she was like fortunate to have a father with a background in Buddhism and who also studied with the Native American Indians who taught him the medicine way. And he then passed his knowledge on to Anna as she grew up. And at the age of 13, though, she became a Christian and she decided to leave everything she had learned from her father like far behind. And then in her mid-30s, she joined the staff at the local church where she and her family attended only to have like these supernatural experiences kind of leak out as she really tried to hold it all in. Eventually, she gave into her spiritual gifts, which has led her to all that she's creating today. So with that being said, let's bring Anna onto the show. Well, Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is fun. (laughs) That's how we do this thing. We just hit go and then we're into the conversation. So I'm really excited to talk with you because it sounds like one of the great things that you do is helping people bring a lot more spirituality to their earthly body, right? And I believe we're at a time in history where so many people have forgotten how to reconcile their spiritual life with their earthly life. And it seems like so many people think it's an either or. It's like, well, I'm either an earthly sinner, blah, 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 or I'm this woo-woo-y, ethereal, airy-fairy spiritual person. Uh, I'm a big believer of like reconciling both of these. I call it the being and the doing. And that's where we actually unlock our purpose. We unlock our profits. We unlock um, production. But I'm curious, how in the world did you get involved in this space? Ah, well, I was raised in it. So my father actually brought me up. We call him the cosmic cowboy. And he was back in World War II and he was lost in action and um, started studying with some Buddhists overseas and then came back to the States and studied with the Native Americans. And then um, early before, and I go back in his teenage years with the Corandera, which is a Mexican Spanish healer. And mm. he had five children. He was he came back, was married, had, had three children and lost one. One of the children died. 
And then he divorced and married my mother who couldn't have children at the time. And they adopted me. So I was adopted. And then of course they had my sister. So that's five. But what was interesting when he, when I came, he said, well, you've come back. And so he passed everything on to me as the adopted child. Mm, what did he pass on to you? Well, so I was learning a lot. We had a, a working ranch and I learned how to do meditations, how to work with electric magnetic fields, healing with the mind and just kind of understanding. And a lot of the, he would tell me like the world, the world is, is we're asleep and we don't realize that we are unconscious and we are really in the world of the creator, in the mind of the creator. And I didn't understand this until I was in my late thirties and I was knitting one day and the, my husband was off working and the children were at school and I was just enjoying what I love to do. Everything was done. And as I was knitting, I just felt this wonderful love and with my project and alone time. And I was just enjoying it. And all of a sudden I shot out of my crown and I'm just a few inches above my head. So I astral projected, I, I didn't go far, I just right here in, in the soul star. And I noticed at that moment that I was okay and that my brain was still below in my body and I could still see, but I could see all the way around the whole, like a whole circle. I could see the whole circumference and it was just amazing. And then I noticed that everything, the atoms and everything in the air was connected to all the matter and, and it all resonated in love, this vibration. So out of curiosity, and I'll, I have another story. I work with some um, energy beings that, that like to hang out. And they asked me, they said, would you like to try something different? And I said, yes, why not? I'm fine. So immediately I shift into this other energy and something falls off of me like clothes, but it's not really clothes. It's, of course, I'm, in, I'm an energy. And all of a sudden, everything starts vibrating more. And I, again, this is where I realized that we are in the mind of the creator. And there's this one consciousness that runs through everything and everything's connected in this river. So spirit says, well, would you like to try something? And I said, well, I'm curious. What's, what are my best friend and, and her daughter doing? They're, I know they're home. And boom, in an instant, I could hear their thoughts and I could hear them, their conversation. And spirit said, would you like to do more? And I said, well, of course. What is my other neighbor? Cause I'm nosy. <laughs> well, they weren't home. But I did, I did ask if I could hear the neighborhood. And in a second, I heard conversations for the people that were home. I could hear people walking their dogs, listening to the radio, working on their computers, talking on the phone. And it was wonderful. And Spirit said, would you like more? Well, of course, you know, let's try this. And I decided at the time we lived in Arlington, Texas. And I decided at that time, I wanted to hear all of Arlington, Texas. Why not? And in a second, I heard thousands of people understanding their conversations, understanding and hearing what they're saying and what they're thinking and realizing this is amazing and understanding each one like you and I are talking one-on-one. -on -one. And I got very excited. And I said, well, this is how God hears our prayers. And then in that moment, I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm not God. And immediately I fell down into my body where I was knitting and went, what? just happened <laughs> because doubt does not vibrate on that level of, of emotion or on that level of, of where we are in consciousness. How did that experience like impact your life practically? 
Well, it brought me back to my father. See, when I was 13, I decided I wanted to shut everything that he had taught me. So I went into the church and went, that's where my friends were. And I didn't want to talk to dad. That was all woo-woo. Exactly what you started. You said everything's, we, we pretend everything's, you know, disconnected. And so I tried to disconnect myself and all these experiences were leaking out. But my father, one of the things he had taught me is he would sit, uh, squat in the horse pen and on the sand, he would draw a cross. And at the top, he would say, Anna, what's the biggest emotion? What's the one highest emotion? And of course, it's unconditional love to love without exception. He'd write unconditional love in the sand. And he said, what is the lowest emotion? And well, of course, it's fear. And he'd write fear at the bottom. And the horizontal line, so we, we do this in our workshops, the horizontal line represents the heart line. And anything above that heart line resonates on that higher frequency and anything below the heart line resonates on that lower frequency. So it, all of a sudden you have a tool and a chart to start changing your life and what you're manifesting because really everything, if it vibrates on that higher frequency, we want to step in and I, I teach multidimensional, we're multidimensional, again, going back to what you said, then how, what are the keys to the kingdom? And the keys to the kingdom is how we navigate that tool so yes that brought it all back what is this this heart line that you speak of what, what is that uh well the heart line is the center so you have the cross and you have the center if you go below the heart line so in light language 101 we teach that you don't have to protect that's something that we thought we had to do or we had to put shields up or we had to fight and what we learn is we can shift a frequency so it, let's say in business, you walk into a room and, and there's been some tension. Immediately, you either uh, conform to the intention that's in the room, or you step back and you hold the energy and you go above this higher frequency and hold that space. And when you hold that space, other people will change or they'll leave if they don't want to. And this is what we call light language because everything in your aura and in, inside your body in the chakras, which is your spirit anatomy, is speaking to the universe and speaking to each one of us. So, yeah. So do we as humans have, I guess, the ability to dance the spectrum between unconditional love and fear? That's the best part of it. We chose, if you, and if you look at dimensions, you know, dimensions exist. There's just tons of dimensions. It, it goes on for eons, um, negative and positive, and also parallel. So to answer your question, yes, we chose to come here to enjoy, to be separate, but to be the same. Hmm. Yeah. So I understand like the Y axis, what is the X axis? Uh, well, that just kind of separates. So that's all the positive. So you can ca categorize um, love, joy, peace. There's really, it really is above, but it's showing that everything's kind of in a, in a circle or a box, but I see where you're going, yes. It doesn't do you think, yes. Do you think we do ourselves a disservice when we want to become attached to everything above the line, saying these are positive, and then everything below the line is negative? Like, is, I mean, really, wouldn't it just be like there just more feedback mechanisms for us to be able to navigate what we choose to create? Absolutely, absolutely. And again, we came here for those beautiful experiences to have the negative and positive. And there is a, there is a whole 
um, movement of people wanting to stay in the light are the higher, like you said, in the above, but it is enjoying. I teach not to fear our darker side, our shadow side, because when I'm working with my clients or I'm working, sometimes I have to go where they are so that I can help move them to wherever they want to go. And I can't be afraid. If I'm afraid of, of my own shadow, well, how can I help someone else? As you already know, as a coach. <laughs> well, what I've experienced personally, it's not stuff I've read out of book, is this what I've experienced. When I'm willing to surrender to the experience of my shadow or what people would say is negative emotion or disempowering emotion, and the bottom of that deepest, darkest pit, I actually remember who I am, which is light. And as a result, then it just burns away the, the shadow to actually just to help me remember that I'm, I'm light. And that's why for me personally, I can't speak for everybody. There's not a pit that I'm not willing to go into with myself or another human being, because I know on the bottom of that thing, there's light. Yes, exactly. And you know how to get out of it. I think, and you, as you work with people, when they get stuck, they get stuck in the darkness and they don't know how to get back out. So that's why it's really important to teach people those tools of how to work through it so that they know it's all of it. We're yeah. both. Yes, light and dark all at once. And we enjoy, we experience that as one. And you mentioned several moments ago how a lot of this is unconscious. What are some of like the unconscious filters that you've had to learn how to transcend? Um, as far as like, uh, well, being awake and changing patterns. So a lot of times I have patterns that I'll repeat. Uh, what's, let, let me take this a little further. What we don't know as multidimensional, and this is what we were talking a little earlier, as we're realizing, okay, we know we're, we're body. We have doctors that take care of our body and we, we, we have to eat and be conscious of what we're putting and take care of this, this vehicle. We also know that we think, so we have psychiatrists and we have ways that we change our thoughts. But the third part, which is really exciting, is spirit anatomy, which recognizes that the soul, the spirit, is 30% inside the body and the chakras and all of the meridians and all of the hair lines and, and everything that's operating here. And then also 70% is outside, connecting to everything. And um, we were talking about it all being one. So What's happening is, as multidimensional beings, we're connecting on many lifetimes and we have bleed throughs from these other lifetimes because the soul has always existed. So for some people, that's hard to imagine, but your soul and your spirit has always been and your experiences on other dimensions and other planes have always been. So each one of us come into this world as unique like our fingerprints and we call it energy signatures. And we realize that we can download and put these other things into action that are coming in. Um, one thing, my father, when he, he was a famous artist uh, and lecturer and sculptor. And I asked him when I was little, I said, well, did you take art lessons? And he said, no, I brought this in from another lifetime. I mastered it another lifetime, I'm using it now. So what we're finding is sometimes we do get caught in something that has been triggered through the light language that has opened up a portal and reminded us of something else and mm -hmm. we get stuck in it. So we're learning how to maneuver in this whole anatomy that's quite different than anything we've ever talked about in the structure. 
this 70% that's outside of us, is that our auric field or is it something completely different? No, the good question. Yes, no, it's our aura. It's it's the aura that we have and it's part of us. We think, and as we look in 3D, because our ego is really trying to keep us safe in 3D. So that's what's happening. I just taught a workshop this weekend and people were having experiences, accessing other lifetimes, bringing in other experiences, crying, releasing, uh, letting go and understanding how patterns are working in their lives, which is amazing because this work can go very fast when you know how the anatomy works. But yes, um, it's not all about the physical body or the 3D world. Our thoughts are ethereal. They don't belong to the 3D world. And so does the aura, which is the other part of us. So it makes it, it makes it very, I'm sorry, I get very passionate. I just think it's so exciting. Yeah. You mentioned like there was some of unconscious filters that you've learned, you had to transcend. What's like a, a specific one that you've had to, to transcend? Um, well, I had to, I, I, I wanted to be like everybody else. And I believe that God in God and the universe really belonged in like the church and in that, that was something that I wanted to, to box everything up. It was when I had that experience of oneness and understood that everything is, it's, it's everything. It's every particle. It's every thought. It's every word. It's every deed. It's action. And we're all connected. There are four levels of consciousness. There's the, um, and this was something that I, I understood, the individual, which is us. There's the uh, group, how we're connected to the people around us. And the people that we affect, our clients, our business, our family, our friends. And then there's collective. Now, what's unique about collective is that it's what defines the world. All of us believe this is a cup and there's water in here. So we all agree that's water. So consciousness is what creates and changes matter and makes it into something physical. And the scientists are starting to figure that out. And then we have uh, oneness, which ho holds everything together, which is what we call God or something else like that. So, yes. And so you mentioned that you're, if what I heard you say is you were afraid what people would think about you if you dove more into the spiritual world. Did I hear that correctly? I did. I wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted to be, yeah. So that was something I had to learn. And it's interesting because I kept seeing spirits. I kept seeing, I, I've always been, I'm, I've always been open. So every one of your physical senses has a ethereal sense that matches it. You could call it psychic, you could call it intuitive. So that's how we are. And what happens is we come into this world with all of it open and we start shutting things down. So we stop mm. seeing, we stop hearing. And so that's my job is to help people reconnect. And we call it a tourniquet. Sometimes we put the tourniquet on, we're picking up, we're, we're impasse. We're just now, everybody's realizing they're all impasse. They don't, we, that's been a misconception that only one or two of us have been an impasse. But every one of us pick up because we have this way of this beautiful language that talks to each other. How so, did you yes, learn to let go of the weight of worrying about if people will accept you? <laughs> the reason I'm asking this is because a lot of people deal with this and the reality in psychology is the third need for a human being in the earthly body is to belong and it's biologically wired yes. into the ego of man because if we go way back like if we were cast out of the tribe we would die we would not be able to survive we had not been able to have shelter we would not been able to have food so within every single human being there is a need to belong 
So how did you reconcile this within yourself? Okay, you're going to laugh. <laughs> and this is in my book. I woke up in 2017, beautiful morning. I'm wide awake. My husband's sleeping. In fact, he's still snoring. The animals are stirring and I'm watching the sunlight come in. It's just a beautiful morning. And as I open my eyes, I look to the left. I'm on the left side of the bed and there's these two beautiful light beings standing next to the bed. And they're as bright as the sun. And of course I close my eyes and I look, open them up and they're still there. And I close my eyes and I open them up. And then eventually I said, well, what do you want? Cause they didn't go away. <laughs> and they said, Anna, they said telepathically, I could hear, this is not what it's about. And I went, really, what do you mean? So at the time I was a jewelry artist. I was working on the staff of the church. I was also a mother and um, I'm cleaner. I'm not the greatest cleaner, <laughs> but a housewife. And so I was really proud of those. And I figured those are what I was going to do the rest of my life. And they showed me this life. And they, I heard behind me this voice. And this voice said, Anna, let me show you what it's about. Well, our pastor had said never to go with, you know, beings that we don't know. And I said, no, I'm afraid I'm not going to go with you. And both of the, the beings next to the bed, these beautiful golden beings, they look like Oscars, you know, at the movies. Um, but both of them said, she's not ready. And the other one said, she's not ready. And I heard, get her ready behind me. And they faded away. And immediately I turned over and I, I'm wide awake. And I woke up my husband. And I said, darling, honey, wake up. <laughs> Somebody's coming for me. I don't know what this meant. But within, I would say the next month, I ended up, things started crashing. It was kind of like what I call the awakening. And I wrote a book called A Journey into the Sacred Heart. And what happened was my whole life went down Alice in Wonderland's rabbit hole. And I went spiraling down. I left the church. It didn't, it no longer worked. I, it didn't fit. I ended up uh, leaving my jewelry business and letting that go. And I remember just, and of course I wasn't the greatest cook, so I was happy. I still stayed a mom, but it was, <laughs> but that part. Um, but the other part of it was I had to rebuild my life again. I had to find what was me. And what I found in this journey, I went to Taos to a place called Golden Willow and worked with them and found that I was really me. And me is what I see. I, I was at Golden Willow and we're working, I was working with many healers that were amazing. And there was a woman who came in and she was crying. And I remember walking through the living room and seeing a man stand next to her and he had his hand on her shoulder. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But the man, as you see, I could see through him. So I went and I was talking to a healer and I was explaining because I thought I would be condemned for being able to see something like this because that's we we keep that hidden and that's what I tried to do and she said why don't you go when you have dinner why don't you talk to the lady well I was terrified I thought she would be angry at me or she'd scream at me or think I was crazy so I remember having dinner and I remember getting to that point of saying okay and I told her what I had well I, what I didn't know was she had just lost her husband and who I was describing that was with her was her husband. And she burst out in tears and she hugged me. And of course, I'm like, really? <laughs> and, and that was the first time, you know, that I realized that. And so as I worked with these healers and as they let me be me, I started to embrace that side 
and go back to what my father had taught me all those years and how to reconnect. Mm. Do you think everybody has the potentiality to see spiritual <laughs> beings or angels um, or not? Absolutely, yes. And that's why university is called Light Language University. So light language, what it is, and, and if you go and you verbal, if you go, you'll hear people talking in tongues, but you know, it really, what we have to understand, we are multidimensional beings. So it's a tiny part of it. Every vowel that you say in language, doesn't matter what language, is part that connects to the soul, the spirit. We say, ah, amen. We use these words and, and things when we're working with spirit. And every consonant that we say connects to the body, which is the matter. So it doesn't matter if you're speaking in tongues or anything else. Uh, I don't really teach that part of light language. There are people on the internet that do, but what I like to do is explain, yes, you have the ability to see. And that was kind of cool because this weekend we had a, a, a beautiful student who was there and she couldn't see. And we did, I call them astral jumps, just teaching people how to center, how to open up, how to take the tourniquet off and allow themselves just to be ethereal and matter at the same time exactly what you said at the beginning we're both and in that moment one of those those moments she started explaining what she experienced and the class got quiet and then they were excited and she didn't even realize that she had she had at first she had told us she couldn't see and then all of a sudden she's giving us details and colors and she's giving us information and when we told her we said do you realize what you're doing and she said Oh my goodness, and she's burst out in tears. You see, we've been taught that the physical world is what it's about, or it's it's about our thinking. So it is part of our thinking. Our thoughts create, like we talked about the collective consciousness. It creates the matter and it creates what's happening. But it's really about understanding the self. And when we start working on ourselves, we start healing others because it ripples through because everything's connected. Mm -hmm. Why do you think most light workers are broke? <laughs> I like that. Uh, so I have to tell you, my my father wasn't broke, but he he thought his one of his things was that he wanted to be broke, um, because he felt like in his training you had to be broke to be. So think of a monk or a or a nun, you know, in spiritual work, they have to give everything up and become that. But I like where you're going because it's not true. There are a lot of uh, light workers that are, and there are a lot of light workers that aren't. And there are a lot of light workers that are comfortable. I'm very comfortable where I am, but I love what I do. And so, yes, it just kind of depends where you are and what you believe. So you've heard of the book called The Secret? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, it's famous. Okay, my, my dad used to we would, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, dad, stop, stop. He would tell us before that book ever came out. And so a, a lot of people believe that they, yeah, it's their belief. And we're also, this is something that's kind of cool. Um, we're no longer in the age of belief and faith. We're now in the age of knowing. And how that changes, if I ask you, did you have breakfast this morning? You either know that you had breakfast or you, I, I personally did not have breakfast, but um, yes, you either know you have breakfast or you didn't, right? Right, exactly. So we're the age of knowing. So when you have an experience, what happens to most people, because they'll brush it aside. If they see 
something, they'll think, oh, what was that? And then they'll move on and they get distracted or they won't stop. So it's kind of like stopping to smell the rose. You need to stop yeah. and, and have that experience, savor it, and then recognize that it's happening. And so a lot of people shut it down. And so we shut down our inner hearing of hearing ourselves, our hearing what's around us or hearing other beings or other dimensions. We shut down that part of seeing things or imagining or visionaries. A lot of times we pay people to, as in business, for instance, we'll pay someone to be the visionary, but we all have the ability to do that. And we forget sometimes. So, yes. See, I, I could be wrong, but I, I believe with this whole this whole COVID nonsense thing that's happening on earth right now. Yeah. I believe the gift in it is it's forcing people to deal with their shadows and learning how to source certainty and uncertainty. Like for me, for instance, I, there's a lot of times I do not know the answer and I'm okay with not knowing and surrendering to the not knowing and allowing something way greater than me to tell me the next step. And sometimes that step may be like instantly given to me. Sometimes it's in a day, sometimes it's in a week. Yes. But it's like, I feel like this gift that a lot more people in humanity, at least at the time of this recording, haven't learned how to tap into 5D to impact their 3D. They're mm -hmm. not, they haven't learned how to tap into the spiritual world to allow them to have the earthly experience that their soul came here to experience. Does that make sense? It does. And, and part of that is we're conscious. You already know this. We're only conscious one to 5%. The other um, 95 to 99% is running the show, the unconscious. So when you start to do that one to 5%, I, I, and I was reading your article about the warrior and we were talking about that a little bit earlier. And I love that because in that moment, you recognize that everything's a part of, of everything. And the rocks and the water are all a part of that connection. They're just playing different parts like we do. And, and what happens is it's just a matter of shifting our consciousness. The part that's bigger than us is us. Let me tell you a quick story. The pastor told me and told our congregation, and, and I understood this, that if we believe we were God, God would smite us down. And my father told me that we were part of everything and everything was a part of us and we were God. But he said we were God. So I thought, well, you know what? We're gonna get smited down for saying that. So one day, these beings that I was working with, they were working with me and they've been teaching me. I said, all right, are we God or are we not? I just need to know the answer. And immediately they took me, astral projected me out and I am standing on a beach and it looks very vivid. And I'm looking out in the water and I'm like, okay, what do you want me to do? Do I, am I sailing? Are we gonna swim? What are we doing? What's happening here? And this long golden hand comes in and points and says, and I heard this voice and it said, you see the, the grain of sand on the beach? And I said, uh-huh. And they said, you're the grain of sand. And you see the beach? That is God. See, the grain of sand is the beach and the beach is, is the grain of sand. And you are the drop of water as you are the ocean. And you can be one, just like I told the story with the knitting story where I became just me, where I hear my thoughts and I'm my reality, but I'm able to expand into something bigger where I heard thousands of people's thoughts and able to understand that. 
We each have that. I'm not special. And that was the hardest thing. You know, when you have that experience, you think, oh, wow, I'm really special and I'm unique. And no, <laughs> we're all special. We all have that. And like you said, we haven't learned how, uh, everyone hasn't learned how to tap into it, but we are learning. And as the world and, and the universe is changing in to this, we are changing from just this 3D, 4D, 5D into understanding and things are, and people are starting to wake. We are, are realizing have other ways to tap in, other ways to bring knowledge in and other ways to live our lives. What is the key for somebody not to bypass their pain of the human experience through spirituality? What is the key to, for them not to bypass? Uh, well, so then you would go down and you would be the three levels. So it would be being conscious of your body, being conscious of what you're putting in your body, knowing how to detox, understanding how the cells work. Um, then it would be also going into the um, going into the state of how the mind works, and how the mind perceives things and picks up things, and how the emotions, um, again, working on that tone scale we call that the tone scale and where we are on the tone scale and not being afraid of the things that are, are happening so yes you can you can do that without the other part the other thing though and i think it goes back again to the beginning is that we already are doing that what's happening is there's this whole new expansion of consciousness that and you're seeing movie stars and you're seeing people blogs and they're waking up and they're going oh my goodness it's not just about the body and the mind <laughs> it's about what's happening on the frontier a, a quick story I, my husband we've been married 30 years and 30 years ago when he's an engineer so 30 years ago he comes home to me and he says Anna, he's so excited and he takes my hands. He's early and I'm, I'm a housewife and I'm like, why are you home early? I haven't finished doing my work. And he says, I want to show you something. He takes me to the computer. And of course, back then, 30 years ago, it was just a, a word processor. And we're, he's punching in these numbers and, and letters and he's writing something. And he goes and he holds my hands and he says, I want you to remember this day for the rest of your life. What I'm seeing is going to change the world. And what this, you'll want to remember this day. And I'm looking at the screen and I'm like, all I see is a word processor. I don't know what we're looking at. What is it we're looking at? I know this is great. I know we're excited, but I don't know what we're looking at. Well, what I was looking at is the birth of the internet. 200 years ago, the doctors were doing an experiment, experiments and doing um, anatomy. They were learning about anatomy and they were doing they were learning about how the body functions in the church and and we you know we didn't understand it now we don't even think it's just science we understand that we're doing operations and autopsies and all kinds of wonderful things also back when sigmund freud and carl jung were in here you know they were talking about the brain and that and we thought we all even thought they were crazy but we have now doctors for that you see we are three parts and I, I do a triangle we are mind body and spirit and we are three parts of that to be a whole being and I know what's coming and that's what's coming is the third part so for some people who are listening to this they're going to think wow that lady's got that chick's got something going on it's a little crazy because I wanted to say that to my dad but what's happening is 
it's happening all over the planet and nobody is left out. We're awakening. And what, and by your definition, what is happening all over the planet? Ah, a story quick. (laughs) Um, um, So when I was at the church, I had to go to two services because I was on staff. So my, my um, children and my husband would go to the first service and then they would go home and fix, fix uh, lunch and I would stay with the second service. Well, I joined the band and I love singing and apparently I'm not that great of a singer because they turned my mic off, but I was a good backup singer and I would sing joyful noise and, you know, to my heart's content. But anyway, and we had this beautiful uh, singer and she, she was our lead singer and boy, she could make you cry. Her her voice was just piercing and beautiful. And so we were singing the Revelation song, which is one of my favorite songs, especially as a backup singer. And she would hold a note on this particular uh, song and we would jump on. Well, I must have hit the note right because all of a sudden the sound was so beautiful. I felt pure joy and my heart burst open and I shot out of my body. Oh, I know. I have a hard time staying. And I astral projected into this beautiful golden light. And there were these, of course, these beings there. And they're looking at me like angels. You could call them angels. And they're looking at me. And they're like, Anna, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I am here. (laughs) And they're like, Anna, you have to go back. And I'm like, no, I'm not going back. This is great. And they said, no, you have to go back. And I'm like, okay, so I pulled my energy and my my whole being back into my body. So it's like shining a light in your eyes and you kind of see spots and I'm singing and I'm seeing spots. But then all of a sudden, it's like a mirage on a hot day on a pavement. And I saw this mirage go over the wave, go over the whole congregation. And then all of a sudden people burst out with golden light around them beautiful golden light and other people were pitch black like like the behind me and so it was interesting and I'm sinking up there and I'm like what's going on this is crazy that I did I didn't understand what I was seeing but the people who were golden light they were engaged they were excited they were sharing and the people who were the dark around them were digging in their purse or they were looking for something and they were kind of uncomfortable we finished and we went and sat down now it's it's the second service. So you, the pastor always jumps up, does the service, gets uh, gets us out for lunch. We're on a we're on a time schedule, but this time, we just sat there, all of us. Nobody wanted to move. You could have heard a pin drop. And of course, I'm asking, what what just happened? What just happened? I have no clue <laughs> what happened. And finally, after a little while, the pastor gets up. See, something supernatural had just happened in our church. And as he stood up to do the ser- service, um, you know, and he had to, <clears throat> and then he had the Bible upside down, and then he had to find his notes because whatever had happened had happened to all of us. So as it wasn't till as I was driving home, and I'm asking Spirit, I said, "Well, what just happened?" And I heard very clearly. I heard my name, Anna. When one remembers, others remember. You see, it only takes one person. And we talk about the heart line. So when we step into our power and we hold that space for someone else, which is what you do every day as a coach, you hold that space for someone else to step into their power or to learn a lesson or to move through something. When we do that for someone else, they start to remember and they can change. But of course, you know, I had to be the smart 
person. And I had to say, well, you know, I've been in this congregation 20 years and I know so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so had a black aura. So what does that mean? And spirit said, it's a choice. We choose. It's always a choice. So going back to what we were talking about, which you said so eloquently, I love it, <laughs> was we are both. We're, we're light and dark. We get to choose the times that we become light and we get to choose the times we're dark. And sometimes we get stuck in the dark and we become afraid. And sometimes we have someone who reaches down with compassion, not sympathy, because they don't share. They don't have to share, but they help lift us up because they remind us. And going back to your statement of COVID, you know, we need to find the things that are in common, not the things that are different or separate us. Because the truth is, we're all in this together, right? We're all sharing the experience, whether we believe anything that, you know, somebody else believes, or we disagree. Again, we're all here. So, yeah. What are some like practical strategies that would help somebody connect to their their spirit if they don't know how, or maybe they want to expand their connection to their spirit? Well, so we do. Um, chakras are really important. And so some people don't know their chakras. I do have, I was doing this meditation for a lot of people. It helps to expand. So what happens is a person who is, our, our, our chakras are kind of small. If we look at the masters, like we look at Buddha or Christ or somebody who's bigger, their chakras are like 18 inches opposed to somebody who is underdeveloped. So someone who like me are working like you, we're our, our average, <laughs> we're about seven or six inches. But what's happening is as we start to do dropping light down our, um, our chakras. So I'll give you what, what we do. Would you like to try something? Sure, I'm open. Let's, let's do it. Okay. I, I, I'm hearing from, because these I always hear these guys and they're saying, let's do it. Okay. So just take a moment and you can keep your eyes open or you can keep them closed. However sure. you want to vision. We'll go and, eyes closed for people okay. listening on the podcast and the audio version. People watching video, they got it. But people listening to the audio, I'll close my eyes. Understand. Okay. Yes. So just imagine this golden white light. So the sun right above your head and what you're looking at is a soul star. And that's the color. It's this beautiful golden white light. So always imagine the sun. And I just start to bring the sun down into the crown. And then I drop it into the third eye. And then I drop it down into the throat. And then drop it down into the heart. And the solar plexus is just below the heart. And two inches above your belly button is the sacral. And then down into the base. And then just imagine that beautiful light going all through your body and going through your cells. And then very carefully, just start pushing it out past your skin, out into the etheric fields. And just keep going. So what's happening is you're pushing this beautiful energy through all of your aura. And your aura is all around your body. 
beautiful. When you're ready, go ahead and come back into the room. It's that simple. So it's like exercising. By bringing in, so gold light, envisioning gold light represents, and it's part of the energy of one, of the creator. And why is purity? And so what you're doing is you're reminding yourself how amazing you are. <laughs> and you're also bringing that energy. Now it's flowing back and forth. What happens is on a day-to-day -day basis, we start closing things down. We get fear, we close things down. Our throat, where we can't speak. We stop being able to vision or we get headaches because we're not able to bring that energy through. So what you're doing is you're, you're bringing the anatomy together. I do have a, and we do it a lot slower, but at least that kind of gives you that idea. And you can spend some time working, holding it on each chakra for as long as you feel comfortable. Awesome. And then from that place is essentially the way I would define it is bringing us into the present moment yes. and the present moment outside of our concepts of ourselves and reality is like where we're just open to experience is where inspiration can drop in. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And if you can go back in time and give your younger self some wisdom to help you collapse time and get results faster, what would you tell yourself? Uh, to listen to my dad. <laughs> <To listen laughs> hey, um, it was funny when I was little, we, we had an Indian teepee and uh, we would do ceremony in the Indian teepee, Native American and such and naming ceremonies and such. And so I remember he put the teepee up one time and I, I had to get the rocks. And I, there's kittens in the barn. Are you kidding? I'm eight. I want to go play with the kittens. I have to go get these rocks to put around for the fire. So I'm helping him and I'm dropping the rocks and I'm going off. And he started laughing and he said, Anna, he goes, those rocks are conscious. And I'm like, no, dad, you're crazy. They're not conscious. <laughs> you're crazy. And he's like, no, they're conscious. Let me show you. And so he's, I sat down with him and he wanted me to, to merge with the rocks. And I didn't understand. What he was trying to show me was the knitting experience that I explained earlier was that everything's conscious because everything's held together in that beautiful oneness. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, I would listen. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. If people want to learn more about you, they want to connect with you, they want to learn how to tap more into their spiritual body, um, where can they go to connect with you and learn more about you? Oh, well, we have, thank you. We have um, a university called Light Language University, and we do Light Language 101 is learning more about the uh, anatomy of the spirit. It's a two-day workshop. We have Light Language 102 is really about um, allowing yourself to let go and to allow these experiences to happen and, and experience that. And then we go on from there. So, um, and then Circle Insights is my private practice because I'm also an energy healer. I work with Reiki and, and energy healing and helping people. So yes. Awesome, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here, sharing your wisdom and your stories. Really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm so, I so much enjoyed it. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, there you have it, my friend, Anna Noyce in the building. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope it gave you some insight into how you can apply the supernatural spiritual world into your everyday life. You know, I feel like the church is a wonderful, wonderful place, yet it seems to leave those of us who want to genuinely 
experience God, and then channel as much of that love and power into our lives. We're wondering like, man, how do we, how do we do that? And if we even ask the question, it seems like we're told uh, some simplistic Bible verse, and then I'm just going to be super direct. This stuff pisses me off because it doesn't have to be that way. I believe we can be tapped into God deeply and we can be an unlimited, powerful human with the power to carve out an incredible, incredible human experience here and now. One that includes cars and homes and friends and vacations and anything else that our heart genuinely longs to experience. And it's up to us to learn more about our spiritual nature, not to hide from the pain of this human experience, um, but rather just to really carve out the unique path our soul has chosen to experience during this lifetime. And uh, I really hope this episode has given you a little bit more insight into your own spiritual nature um, and help giving you some practicality to actually put it into practice. So that's all I have for this episode of the Anthony John podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, send it over to them in the direct messages, screenshot it, share it on social media, send them an email, text message, whatever you have to do to get this episode into their ear holes. And also please keep those five-star reviews coming over on iTunes because that's what helps get this show found and serve more people. So thank you so much for being here. Until next time, my friend, I'm out. Peace. Well, that's all I've got for this episode of the Anthony John Emmett's podcast, but we have plenty more to help you become unstoppable in life and business. So head on over to ajamix.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to help you break through to a new level of freedom, purpose, and success. I look forward to having you back for the next episode. Bye for now.